Hello, welcome to our Worship Facility Podcast, Into Your Monitors 101 with Greg Shields. I'm Gene Lass, Editor of Worship Facility. Hey guys, Carl Barnhill here. I'm hanging out with Greg Shields from In-Ears Audio. What's going on, Greg? I'm having a great day already. Awesome, man. Well, it's going to get even better right here. Perfect. So get, get ready, buddy. That's what I showed up for. <laughs> All right, so you did, have you done your workshop already or are you doing I have, it this I afternoon? Have. Okay, talk me through a little bit, kind of an overview of what you shared in that workshop. Well, we talked about the, the dangers of of live sound, um, because that's important. I want to raise awareness. Um, But it's not always dangerous. It doesn't have to be. uh, And in-ears can be a safe option. Uh, So we talked a little bit about that, and then we walked through uh, the ins and outs and what is required uh, to to use them, because it's it's a little bit more than the earpiece. Right. So talk me through that difference, earpiece versus an in-ear. Well... The earpiece is the in-ear, but uh, it has to run through some equipment. Uh, and most people don't realize that when they're making that purchase. Uh, so you have a, uh, a stage box, the wireless transmitter receiver, uh, an RF antenna, all those things uh, that are included to, or not included, <laughs> but necessary to, to the operation. Um, but you don't you don't have to be wireless. You can go hardwired. Uh, some keyboard players will you know they don't really move much, so you can kind of go direct in. But a lot of singers will want to be wireless, and that at least requires a transmitter and receiver. Okay, so let's talk through the difference in in ears and floor monitors. This is my favorite discussion. Let's go, man. I'm not a big fan of floor monitors. I'll tell you why. Uh, they they took a lot of my hearing. Uh, I actually had an injury um, due to a floor monitor that was very loud. And it's really not the floor monitor's fault. It's not the sound engineer's fault. It was my own fault because I kept saying, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, not realizing that my hearing was going. And uh, eventually it was gone. It was it was too late. Uh, and I thought, at, at the time, I thought, man, why... Why aren't these things loud enough? They're 15-inch monitors. Uh, but it was, it was my own doing. Mm-hmm. So walk me through maybe some first steps. Obviously, we want to go towards in-ears as opposed to wedges or full yeah. monitors. So. So, sorry, I didn't mean no, to interrupt you. Uh, there's advantages and disadvantages to um, floor wedges. The advantages uh, are, are far less. <laughs> um, what you can't do with a floor wedge is, is cue a song. So, you know, a drummer can have, um, have a song cue, you know, song title, two, three, four, and then everybody starts at the same time. On a floor wedge, everybody's going to hear that. And that's part of production that's kind of behind the scenes. You don't really want to share all that with, with the entire community. Um, and then uh, also keeping time. Um, this is kind of pertaining to drummers, but it, it really pertains to everybody. I, I know in, in the bands that I've played in, I like everybody to be on the, the metronome. It uh, keeps a nice, tight performance. Everybody starts and ends on the same time and keeps, I mean, everything, every worship service has got a start and an end time. You want to stay on time. So uh, with, 
within your monitors, you're able to have everybody just hear things. You can communicate with the sound guy um, if something's going wrong or maybe you're going over time. He can tell you that uh, without everybody hearing it. All right, let's get into molds. So universal mold, uh, molds can fit uh, anyone. Why do I pay the money to, why should I pay the money to get a custom mold? You're going to get a better seal. Everything's going it, to, it's safer. It's like saying, uh, well, do I want half of an earplug or the whole earplug? Uh, you're going you're gonna to hear everything much better uh, with, with a custom mold. There are advantages to universal um, if you are, it, let's say, all of the gear is purchased by the church and needs to stay with the church and not the individual, uh, and maybe everybody that maybe they cycle through um, singers in the worship band, uh, that's something that you can clean them off and and pass them along to somebody else. Maybe you know there's a 10:30 service and a 12 o'clock service, and they all need to use the same gear. Um, that would be a good option for universals. Uh, and they don't not fit. Um, they, they, you still get a good seal. It's just they're not going to stay in as much. Um, you know, sometimes worship moves you, and you don't want your ears to fall out. Yeah, good. All right, talk to me about uh, how having in-ear monitors, I can create my own individual mix and just some advantages of that. So if, if you were on floor wedges, uh, you would have, you know, and you have like maybe seven singers, there's not going to be, uh, often the stage doesn't have room uh, to accommodate seven different floor monitors. So everybody wants something different in their mix. Um, and your sound guy can go crazy trying to please every single person. You know, maybe one person wants their vocal plenty loud. And if the other person wants theirs loud, but that's too loud for someone else, you're going to want to have individual mixes. And you can achieve that with the in-ear monitors and your, um, your digital mixer. So with this, walk me through the benefits of having that uh, somebody on monitors in the back of the stage, maybe mi mixing your individual mix versus front of house. Um, they can hear what you're hearing. Uh, if, if, the, if the engineer is also on, on ears, then uh, he's able to, you know, somebody's going, ah, there's this crazy sound, and he's not hearing it in the front of house. He's able to check what's going on, um, just have a more accurate depiction of what, what you're hearing. Good. All right. A couple more questions for you. You guys be thinking of some things that you struggle with. I'll come to you guys uh, here in a minute. We'll kind of have a discussion together. Uh, talk to me about choosing the right earpiece. Um, that can be, it's very subjective. Uh, everybody wants to hear something different, like I said, in, in, in the monitor. Just depends on what you like in your mix. There's a lot of different configurations. The inner monitors have drivers, uh, which is a fancy word for speakers. Uh, and they have different crossover settings um, just to to suit everyone's needs. So a bass player is going to want more low end, and so we have models that are, uh, you know, have two dedicated low end drivers. Uh, it splits them, you know, splits the lows, the mids, and the highs uh, into different different configurations. And uh, I would encourage everyone to stop by the booth that we have. It's over by the women's restroom, and uh, we have lots of different models to choose from. Talk to me about safe operation, making sure that maybe something that happened to you doesn't happen. Yes. So what happened to me did not happen with in-ear monitors, but that right. doesn't mean that it can't. Uh, obviously, when you plug something in that's going to go in your ears, you want to keep your volume low at first 
uh, if not completely muted, and then bring it up. Uh, any spikes in sound, so uh, unplugging, you know, always, it, and it kind of goes for all sound uh, when you're, you know, when you're live, you want to not just unplug your microphone when you're walking off stage until you're muted in the house. It's kind of the same thing with the ears. You don't want to turn on any equipment or plug anything in when everybody's got their ears in. You want to just make sure that that's at a safe volume. Good, good. All right, let's go to you guys. What are you guys struggling with in this world? Let me, let me repeat that for the podcast. So what, do, what, should, I look, what should I look for when going to purchase? In yours. Um, well, safety is important. One thing I, I didn't mention was uh, in-ears do tend to seal pneumatic pressure inside your ear canal. Um, and one thing that I would say to look for, and this is not just being biased, this is for your safety. Um, some companies, only a couple, actually address that pneumatic pressure. Uh, we are one of them. And... Uh, so I would definitely look for that um, because you don't want to be ultimately damaging your hearing. Uh, I would look for that. I would look for in the in the wireless transmitter receiver. Uh, those run on two different. There's two different types. There's UHF and VHF. Uh, that's very high frequency and ultra high frequency. Don't even bother with the VHF. That's that's the short answer. Uh, everything operates, a lot of commercial products operate on VHF, so you're going to get uh, radio interference if you're running that, and you know everybody shows up with their cell phones and tablets and all that stuff. Uh, so uh, ultra-high frequency is, is the way to go. Yep. Anybody else? Yeah, man. Are there any supply chain problems right now getting them in? Yeah, um, I haven't tried to purchase... In a while, as I work for an inner monitor company, um, I know that uh, we currently aren't having major supply chain issues, um, but that happens with probably every company. Um, but if you're looking for an alternative to Shore, there's also Sennheiser. Uh, as far as the wireless transmitter and receiver goes, those are the two brands that I would pretty much recommend. Anything else is likely going to be on that VHF spectrum, um, but it, as far as the professional world goes, I would say Sennheiser or the Shore, um, and I'm sure there's probably some companies that are pretty good. It just depends on your application. If you're just a, a one speaker and there's no gear behind you and there's nothing to interfere, then you might find some cheaper uh, options, but uh, I, I would just make sure they're UHF. Bring in immersion, so yes. you feel the band member could feel disconnected if I'm wearing in-ears. That's a great question. Um, it is probably the most common thing that you'll see within your monitors is somebody popping one out. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. I, I know you were there. Um, basically, it's very bad to to pop an ear out uh, because you have our bodies have this thing called a stapedius reflex. And that happens in stereo. It's your, your natural volume control. So because you have something in your ear, it thinks a bomb is going off, and it's way louder than it should be. So it turns us down, and we go, it's not loud enough, and we turn it up, and then you're constantly fighting your own, your own body. Um, to get around that, 
you can put dynamic mics on the stage facing the crowd, uh, provided that you have enough channels in your mixer. And that usually is the solution right now. There are some companies, I know Sensophonics has a, um, a binary microphone built in uh, that does require an extra belt pack. And um, I've tried it. It's, it's not anything amazing, but it does kind of help with that problem if you don't have enough channels. But I would go personally with the dynamic microphones on either side of the stage or in the middle if you only have one. Um, and that way you can you have a lot more control over um, what, you, what you're hearing and it can help to feel less isolated. But I do not recommend pulling an ear out because your stapedius reflex happens in stereo. It does not know that you, you've got one in, one out. Good, good to know. All right, be sure to check uh, Greg out at In-Ears Audio, and you can check us out more audio training for your team, audio volunteers, uh, audio training uh, at makingsundayhappen.com, uh, or you can pick up our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, the Making Sunday Happen uh, podcast. Greg, thanks so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. If you have any more questions, I'll be at the booth in the back of the room. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tune in next time for Right Above the Noise, four keys to developing compelling content in your communication with Laura Woodworth. Thanks again for listening. I'm Gene Lass, editor of Worship Facility. <laughs>